We've been doing a series on foot soldiers for Jesus, and a number of subjects, of course, that we've already covered uh, that are available to uh, be listened to. And we're talking about life on the front lines. And we have covered our frontline call, discovered hopefully what that is and where that is. And then we have also found information about our frontline commission. And today we're going to talk about a frontline church. Frontline church. And I have a couple passages of scripture to, to uh, read for us this morning. And all of this is within the framework of foot soldiers for Jesus Christ. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. So it's, uh, guys, you're off the hook this morning on that first part of the scripture because we're going to talk about the <laughs> Christ loving the church. <laughs> and I'll let the wives preach to you on the first part of that. <laughs> that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of the water by the word. That he might present her to himself. A glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. To the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principalities and powers in heavenly places according to the eternal purpose which he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord the church is not an accident in history it was planned by God and it's the center of his eternal plan. In Ephesians chapter 5, that, the verse that we read, we see the love of Jesus for the church. We see the extent of his love for the church. He gave himself. We see the motive also to it, that he might cleanse it and consecrate it. It's a dedication that goes with it. We discover the means by which he does it. Washing of the water by the word. And also the purpose Present it to himself 
by in fact that it is the full expression of himself. The church. The church is referred to in scripture, number one, as a bride, a building and a body. As the bride, we experience that intimate communion with him. As a building, we experience the glorious realities of God dwelling in us and among us. God in you, the hope of glory. He shall be in you, a well of living water, springing up into everlasting life. And as a body, we operate and cooperate as a unit to accomplish the assignment that he's giving to us. You see, the church is not merely an organization, it's an organism. Though it is organized, it has a life in it. The life of God. It was to the church that Jesus handed his mission statement. Go ye therefore into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. God is interested in everyone. 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 God loves everyone. He died for everyone. The church is more than just a care association. It's definitely not a merely a cultural or political one, but it's the living body which walks and acts in history. A living body that walks and acts in history. The church is of such uh, attention to Christ that in Revelations it says that there are times that he sends his angels with a message. With a message. But in those messages, there is an analyzing of the Almighty God regarding her. And there's also then a laid out plan, and as He is preparing her, cleansing her, and readying her. Jesus is her head. Yes, think about it. He is the head of all things to the church. My. It says by one spirit have we all been baptized into one body. We are a one unit. We have one father. 
one Savior, one Holy Spirit. Yes, it's got different parts. It functions and has different gifts. You've even seen that this morning. Yet, all in relationship to each other that's deeply attached to Jesus Christ. I love what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 27. Now you are the body of Christ and members individually. Think about that. That it is that you are the body of Christ. Let me submit to you this morning that the church, the body of Christ, is the incarnation continued. You are the body of Christ. Ephesians chapter 1 says this, he has put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him, which fills all in all. My. Think about that you, as the believer, we as Corporate together is the continuation of the incarnation of God incarnate by the Holy Spirit. It was the words of Jesus himself on the road to with Paul as he was carrying out threats and persecutions to the church. And he meets Jesus and Jesus said, why are you persecuting me? What was he persecuting? The church. And yet, Jesus says that when you persecute the church, you persecute me because this is my body. This is my extension. You're the body of Christ. We reveal Christ, even as Christ reveals God. In John chapter 20, verse 21, it says, As the Father has sent me into the world, so send I. You. Yeah. To me, it's pretty amazing that who we are and what we are. Though at times we may seem and act a little disjointed and <laughs> malfunctioning. But we still are. 
persecution. The incarnation. The church has a a major role, a major role in the society according to the Apostle Paul. In 1 Timothy, it says, it's the pillar and the ground of truth. It says it's that pillar. And you know what pillars do? They hold things up. They stand for something. Upon which, you know what I mean, things and the roof is put. So why do we need to keep the church strong? By the way, when the angel came to the church in the book of Revelation, he did not come as a universal church. He came as a identifiable church. To the church in Ephesus is where they gathered. It's where they worshiped together. It's where they connected together. To the church at Philadelphia in Smyrna and of course Laodicea. It gives identity. Location shows that there is a covering and there is a leadership. The church is a community and a family gathering. Yeah. It's about relationship. It's building relationship. It's it's called the family of God. Paul, or rather, excuse me, the Hebrews writes and tells us that this church unity, this church location is so important that you need to get together. You need to get together. And he says that as things are winding down and getting more difficult, it's to your advantage to be in church more. Now please don't be offended at that. Take it up with the master when you get home, not me. (laughs) And number one, let me say right now, this church is very, very faithful. Okay. So I'm not pointing out your lack of attendance. I'm showing you a light that as difficult times come, church is a good place to come and find strength and help and direction. You know what I mean? Uh, You know, your problems, your issues. Church is a good place, just like family is a good place. Hallelujah. 
See, it's not just you and Jesus. It's you, Jesus, and the family of God. Thank you, Lord. You see, like a branch that grows because it's connected to a tree. When we stay connected to the church, there is amazing benefits that come as a result of that. You know, dead leaves, they move around more than anything else. They're full of motion, but empty of life. That just speaks of aimlessness in our lives. There's no life in it. They'll be planted in the house of the Lord, shall flourish in the courts of our God. You know why you're doing so well? Because you found a place to be planted. It's true, church. That's right. Found a place to be planted. Now, this is not the only church, this is one church in the locality. There's many other churches. But when we come to church, we remind ourselves who we are. We're the body of Christ. Whose we are. You've been redeemed, not by silver and gold, but by the precious blood. There was a price that was paid. It tells us what we're about. It encourages us. The idea of church and the house of God is not a new theme. Early in the history of mankind, the church and the household, house of God is brought into the picture. Beginning in Genesis chapter 28. What are some of those blessings and benefits of the church? Well, number one, it's God's house. It's an opportunity, and it's like a garage. Sometimes parts break down, and you need a fix. Sometimes you need healing. There's something, you know, majorly wrong. And it becomes like a hospital. And then Paul, writing to Timothy, said, it's a lifeline in society. The word church simply means called out once. Called out. Stands for something. We're talking about foot soldiers. We're talking about on the front line. 
It's a place of public service. It's a place where members operate as servants. It's a place where we believe in the believer. Hallelujah. And it's a place of preparing the next generation. Yes, the church is really a pretty amazing place. It's a place where your spiritual gifts and the gifts that God has given you, you get to use. You get to develop. You get to improve. It's a friendly place, or at least it should be. It's a safe place, at least it should be. The church. One of the commissions of the church is to serve others so that they will flourish. That's why we need to keep living. We need to keep loving. We need to keep serving. We need to keep giving. You don't want to give up. You don't want to give in, nor do you want to just blend in. Now, we want to be and take risks for Christ. The church. A church that's filled with vision church that's alive with passion and a church that's controlled by purpose oh yes follow me we are not leading we are following Thank the Lord. Receive this with, how can I put it, uh, with understanding. We must be more than paper missionaries. That's a good first step. But this is a Contact sport. Sport is not a good word, but it gives you a perspective. It is connection. It is touching. It is involvement. Weep with those that weep. Rejoice with those that rejoice. See, Christ went to the cross. He got involved with regard and for the church. Yes. Don't just be a bench warmer. 
church. Be excited about it. Be encouraged regarding it. And know that you can be, you can make it stronger by your part and participation. For Paul writes in, let me drink this before I spill it. Or throw it on somebody. (laughs) Paul said it's made strong by that which every joint supplies. When you did that song today, that is a contribution to the strengthening of the body of Christ. When the guys do the sound systems, you know, regulated, that is a contribution to strengthening the body of Christ. When you worship the Lord, you know what I mean? It is a contribution of strengthening, making strong the body of Christ. Whatever role that you play is a contribution, and it's making it stronger. Now, sometimes we don't always look and act a lot like Christ, but we're on our way. That's what he said. Till we all come to the stature, the fullness of Jesus Christ. We have some ways to go, but hallelujah. One way to get there is really connect with the church. As iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens the countenance of another man. Yeah. The church. This church I'm talking to this morning. I want to wrap this up this morning with this thought. That the church is the true superpower. The church is the true superpower. As Jesus stood and commissioned it to go and On its assignment, he said, you can go because, right, Doug? All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. You tell me where the superpower is at. And you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. That's the superpower. All power needs to be monitored by love. Without it, it's abused. But as long as we, you know, monitor the power that we have been given with love, 
it will not be destructive. Hallelujah. I love what Melchiah says. Melchiah chapter 4. He says, you shall tread down the wicked, for they shall be ashes under your feet. Daniel wrote this and talked about this superpower. In the days of those kings shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed. And the stone that was cut out of the mountain without hands and in broken pieces other kingdoms. Yeah. The super power. How do we how do we initiate? How do we function in this superpower? What is that life force? How does God want each of us in our lives to impact and influence? Be a servant. Be a servant. Yeah. The secret to life force, the secret to this superpower is being a servant. You know the scriptures. He that is servant among you, let him be the greatest. Yes. This great, all-powerful God, and he came and he says, I am among you as a servant. Hallelujah. See, we can get all, people, all kinds of people on board. You know what I mean? If you just magnify the power gifts. <laughs> he says, if you want to be great in God's kingdom, you got to be servant of all. <clears throat> For the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve oh hallelujah this life force that he's called us to be the pathway of it and the effectiveness and the influence of it is just to serve remember how this now I'm not quite old enough to but I heard the stories how we used to as a nation serve one another. Uh, suggesting repeating, I thank, I thank God for technology, but the old thrashing bees, where the neighbors would come and serve and help and reach out. 
that great life force that made the nation so great is taken right from the book to serve. Yes. Serving is what gives life significance. And I asked my team to come, worship team, gives it significance and power. It's not a building and an event. It's a movement of people under the leadership of Jesus Christ and energized by the Holy Spirit. It's about having an attitude that has a towel and a basin ready to serve. That's right. And so then we go back to your front line, which we already have. How do I function? How do I work on my front line? And that front line, of course, is wherever you at, wherever you're at on a daily basis. Whatever contacts you have on a daily basis, what, whoever the people are, whatever the situation is on a daily basis, that's your front line. Some of you, you know what I mean, are raising a family, and so your front line is right there. You, you don't have an, you know, an extended front line that's right there. Others have an extended front line. But that's it. But it's to take up a towel and a basin. It's to have that attitude. That is what makes the church a superpower. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples, that you have love one to Another definition for God so loved the world that he gave. Modern day love is what I can get. God kind of love, you know, is demonstrated in how I give. How I give. And so as a frontline church, a frontline church, it is a, it's imperative. Imagine a power that's manifested through servanthood. Now, it says that the gates of hell cannot prevail against that kind of power. It can't prevail against the power of serving. 
Now, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, you know, temperance. Against such there is no law. A law is a force. power to be, the power to do. Stand with me this morning. As a church, as a frontline church, we're to evangelize sinners. We're to edify saints. We're to help in planting churches and fortify and equipping the saints. All for the purpose of escalating worldly evangelism. Church is a place where we pool. We pool our talents. We pool our resources. Yeah. It's a pool. You get identity. But there's one that receives the glory, and that's 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 Christ. The book of Revelations begins to paint a picture of the church, and I want to share it with you. Revelations 22 and 17. Number one, it has deep unity with the Holy Spirit. Because when it says the Spirit and the bride say come, it's telling us there's a deep unity and a connection between hell with the Holy Spirit. There's a, there's a harmony, there's a unity, there's a singular voice coming through. And whose voice is it? It's the voice of the bridegroom. Yes. Do we have a song this morning? The church, you're a vital important hallelujah because you are the body of Christ the body of Christ
continuation of the incarnation of the body of Christ. And one day we're going to be joined to our head. But right now, there is a separation, but yet a connect. The dynamic church is a serving church. It's a serving church. It is my conviction and belief that if you're having problems with the gates of hell, try serving a little more. Put serving in there a little bit more. <coughs> Pick up the basin, the basin and the towel. Attitude. Father, this morning, we're so grateful that we all have a front line. God, and we're so grateful that we've all been commissioned. And we're thankful that we all have been empowered. So we want to release that power that river, that anointing through the touch of our hands, through the direction of our feet, through the listening of our ears, from the mercy of our hearts, from the compassion, O oh Lord, in our deeds. Because you've sent us on a rescue mission. And we want to be a frontline church. God bless you. God anoint you. God keep you. And when you, when your day is interrupted, don't look at it as interruption. Look at it as a moment of possibility. That's right. It's a moment of possibility. Because there, no doubt, in the midst of that is part of your frontline mission. God bless you. Go with God because he's going with you.